0: Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and teacher with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plates and on our minds. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) It's February. No, it isn't. Oh, it'll be February. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> when Lauren? this is released, when this comes out, it will be February. But it is still Spoiler January. Spoiler alert: for us. We don't record it the day of. <laughs> yeah, I was so confused for a second. Yeah, it's February. Yeah. So happy new year for real. Yes, and a big thank you before we get into anything for those of you who listened to the last episode and heard our announcement and reached out and. You know, yeah. said some nice things and just, like, made us feel good and supported and... Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. We won't say anything. Speaking of New Year's, uh, should we tell the listeners... Who I keep wanting to call the readers. Should we tell the, the readers, readers. <laughs> um about our New Year's? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, this this was going to be my salty, but then, like, so many... I have... Anyway yeah let's just get into it okay so yeah sarah and i went to a super spreader event (laughs) amongst vaccinated people yeah um (laughs) so yeah so we both had covid um i did test positive sarah did not test positive but she definitely had covid yeah like i it was just so annoying um, because I had symptoms which were very mild I do think I had the mildest yeah. symptoms of all of us but like same symptoms same timeline right as five friends who tested positive right. who I was with but I can't like officially say I had COVID because I couldn't get a positive result almost <laughs> worse than just having COVID yeah and it's like my parents thought I was crazy, yeah, also because I didn't trust a negative test result, and it was impossible to get tested, yeah, and it was a disaster. also our like New Year's Eve plans were dashed. We had New Year's Eve plans for a scant thirty six hours, yeah, and then and then it all came tumbling <laughs> yeah. down,
1: yeah, and
0: um, I will say, like, I was miserable. For, yeah, for three to four days I was just like a lump on a log. Yeah, you had you had oh. worse fatigue and stuff than me. Yeah. And I think you were the victim of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I that had that Moderna Pfizer cocktail and I was I was good to go. Yeah, you had that mild symptom going on. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I had it pretty rough for a couple of days. Was anything horrible, nothing that like was dangerous or made yeah. me feel like I need to go to the hospital or anything. But it was, like, the worst virus I've had in a very long time. Mm. And, um, yeah, I started my 2022 off <laughs> with all that, like, gumption and, like, yes, new year 2022 to be, like yeah. – Uh, Sit down, honey, and you're going to use some sick days. At least you had an extended winter break from I did. I had a very long winter break. And now because of Omicron, our school went virtual for a period of time. Mm -hmm. So that's been very strange. And we've had snow. And it's just been like a weird... Yeah, the beginning of the year has just been... Weird. Yeah, definitely. But that definitely kicked it off. (laughs) Yeah. With like... uh, Yeah. I like thought that I was going to have people over to my house for New Year's... Yep. ...for, like, half a day, and then basically all of us got COVID. Like, literally, everyone's like, yeah, I'm not feeling yeah. well. Like, the group text blew up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> blew up. <laughs> Seriously. Sadly, I'm convinced everyone's going to get it. Yeah, like, definitely. sadly, I think that's true.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. It's just a matter
0: of time. So, that was... My, my salty for this week was going to be, like, I had COVID, but, like, yeah. in addition to having COVID... Like, I feel like I always normally start this time of the year being like, I'm so motivated. I feel great. Like, I can't Mm. wait to get started. And Mm -hmm. that put a damper on things. And in general, I just feel, I felt this way lingering for a long time. But like, it's come to fruition where I feel like I'm not doing enough for my purpose. What purpose? I don't know what it is, but like, there was a time where I felt like me, my my work is like so soul empowering, and like Uh I'm giving back to people, and blah 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 blah. And I've just felt that really slip away in like this new year. So you're having an existential crisis. (sighs) I feel like I'm having a mild existential crisis about like what I'm contributing to like to like life, to myself, to to the world, the world. To, oh. I mean, I mean, it's really hard to be a teacher these days. Yeah. Like, I think that's definitely a part of it is just like teacher burnout and also just like mm. feeling really disheartened about what it feels like to be a teacher these days because mm. it's some right now it feels really sucky. Yeah. Um, but like I also feel like low key, I've felt like I'm ready for something else. Uh But I don't know what it is. And I don't know where I should be putting my energy into. And I've just been trying to take care of myself and, like, check in with myself. But I feel, like, a little, like, adrift. And Hmm. I don't know why. And Hmm. it's mostly to do with not necessarily, like, my, my, like you know, my relationship or like my family relationships or my friendships. It's mostly about what am I contributing? Like, what am I doing? My time? Uh How am I spending my time? Hmm. And I have never really felt that way before. So that's a new feeling. That might also just be your 30s. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I feel like it's very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's not necessarily like I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not like, <gasps> are you experiencing millennial ennui? Maybe? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. Which I just call depression. I, but <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um. Okay, you need to Google millennial ennui and see if it resonates. Okay, how do you spell that? E-N-N-U-I. Okay. So it's like, okay, it was so funny because um, I brought this up like to my parents and then my mom was like, I was just reading about that. And then we realized that we both read about it in the same book and we were reading the same book at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> You're like, hey. <laughs> um, Which the book in question is called People We Meet on Vacation. Which okay. Which is a fun book. Yeah. I've read, I've heard good things. Um. Yeah, I think you would really like it. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of like. A, I think you could almost describe it as like feeling adrift, like what you're saying. But this, like, the w- the w- my interpretation of it was how we as millennials uh, grew up in this era of, um, kind of like you can be whoever you want yeah. and like follow your dreams, like all that stuff, and like. Work really hard and go to college and, like, pursue your job. career and, yeah. like, but now, like, we're all either, like, you've hit all those milestones and now you're, like, wait, now what? Or maybe you've hit some. Like, like, in my case, the way that I felt it is, like, I hit some of those and then the other ones that I wanted to hit seem completely out of reach. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, like... Where do I go from here? Right. I think that's how I'm feeling because I feel like I have big ambitions and big goals and stuff, but like they feel like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to start. And I don't know, like Mm -hmm. if I don't know, it it is a true feeling of adrift right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just Mm -hmm. I can't even really explain it. Well, I think also it's so hard right now to even have dreams and ideas because we're in such a weird place in the world with the pandemic like we truly don't know what is to come and like how long this will last and and how it might change yeah um especially right now where it's like we're like oh yeah like so many people are vaccinated we're getting out of this and then omicron hits and and it's just like, like a disaster again i think that might be another contributing factor too because it felt like when we were vaccinated we could travel and like all these things is like well here i am with covid right i did everything i was supposed to do like why am i here and then that makes you question like everything like oh my gosh is it ever going to get back to normal Mm -hmm. yeah and then it's (sighs) also like anything that maybe you used to think about as a dream or a goal for yourself can feel so much less noteworthy or worth pursuing because there are so many huge problems right now yeah I mean seriously I honestly experienced this like at exactly oh my god because because I'm what two years older than you yeah yeah and for me like around the time that I was like realizing I was experiencing depression and it, it was honestly like right after I turned 30 I think it's like you hit 30 yeah and it feels like you should have your life figured out because you're 30. Yeah. Or like those, and you things, don't. <laughs> those things that you wanted to do are not yeah. done. Or... or what you imagined for yourself by this age when you were younger. And now we're here and we're like, wait a minute. Also, one thing I'm just thinking what? about is like, what is my legacy? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what am I actually contributing? Oh, my God. These are such deep questions for the beginning of a podcast. <laughs> uh. I would. Uh, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> this sounds like an existential crisis with a splash yeah. of depression. It's a low, it's like a bleak midwinter vibe. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Maybe you're having some seasonal affective disorder. I do, that, there there's so many things I want to like say, that must be it. That must yeah. be it. And like, I don't know exactly what it is. It's but probably it, it, everything. It's probably a little bit of everything. Yeah. So A little bit of everything. Yeah. You've got a little a bit of uh, everything bagel seasoning going on in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's a great cocktail up in there. So my sweet is that I am very happy that we are now in the time of year when I can have snow days. And I just want, <laughs> I, I know this yeah. is like a teacher only thing, but I feel like mm-hmm. all jobs should have like three built in yeah. snow days a year. Well, I had my version of a snow day yesterday, which was I worked from home, yeah. but I knew like the day before that okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and work from home. And it, that I was just, nice. I just love the feeling of like waking up on an unexpected day that you thought <laughs> you were have to go to work. Mm-hmm. It's like gray and overcast. It's there's white snow. It's cold, but like you're cozy inside. Yeah. And you have that day to just sort of And, like, now with school, like, we do have these things called FID days, which is flexible instruction days. And then we have regular snow days, which is, like, true days off. And we had a flexible instruction day, but I was still on my sick leave. (laughs) So (laughs) it was, like, a true snow day for me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, long story short, I, I this time of year can be really sucky. But I am glad that where I work and I feel like if I, even if I were self-employed, I would still give myself snow days. Mm -hmm. It's like you get three a year. Yeah. You're not working on that day. Yeah. You're just enjoying being inside and being in winter. I agree. It's good for your mental health. More businesses should have snow days. Yeah. Definitely. Or just like work from home, like whatever. Yeah. And if you can't work from home, tell people to stay home. So they're not like... Risking their lives lives for capitalism. Oh, capitalism. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That was really heavy.
1: (laughs) I hope yours
0: aren't as heavy. Well, it's not heavy. Okay. Mine is like a salty sweet combo. Okay. Okay. We love those. Also, I have a bone to pick with our our readers. Our readers. (laughs) Y'all did not send enough good vibes my way. Because, oh god, guess who did not get LASIK surgery? Oh god, Sarah, (laughs) this girl. Okay, (laughs) I was supposed to get LASIK surgery on January sixth, and literally, like, Sarah's like, I have to go to this appointment. I cannot have COVID. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I like it almost got derailed because of the COVID. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, I really don't want to have to like reschedule this. But obviously, I also don't want to go into like. An yeah, eye surgery um, yeah. place with covid um so and so i i think i mentioned in the last episode that i had this like pre op appointment where they would take all these measurements and i was like hopefully nothing goes wrong there that you're like you can't and get i it. was even telling i was like the likelihood of you getting this far and then them right. saying something like you're like, gonna get lasik right <laughs> <laughs> well i went to this appointment i was at this place for like 4 hours my God. They took several tests, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, of course, they have to wait in the room for, like, half an hour for the eye doctor to come in at the end, the actual doctor. And you know how you're, like, waiting for doctors to come in forever? The worst. Well, they had dilated my eyes like crazy so i couldn't even look at my phone because everything was out of focus (laughs) did you just like take a nap i I thought about it (laughs) i'd be like all right get some shut eye so um the eye doctor comes in he does like a couple little tests he's looking at all like my numbers and stuff He's kind of asking me some questions, and I could just tell the energy was off. Oh, no. I was like, this guy doesn't think I should do this. No. So what did he say? So sure enough, he's like, you are not a candidate for LASIK. No. No. Oh, my God. Did you start crying? I basically did. I think he saw my eyes well up. I, and, like, a couple times I was like, Sarah, who cares? Just cry in front of this guy and just be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I'm really bummed. Like, this is devastating. This is the worst. Is. <laughs> um, So, yeah, basically it's like – and I, So I knew I was just under the threshold because yeah. of my prescription. But it's like a combination of how bad my prescription is And the fact that I'm already experiencing, like, dry eyes and inflammation, that doing LASIK or, like, any kind of, like, laser surgery that changes the shape of my cornea just would probably not be a good choice for me. Yeah. Like, LASIK itself, I'm, like, truly not a candidate for because of my prescription. But there's this other thing called PRK, which is essentially LASIK, but it's a slightly different process. Um, That was what they had already told me they might do in my right eye, because that's my worst eye. He said we could potentially do that for both my eyes, but he was like, I don't recommend that for you either. So the good news, the semi good news, is that I have one other option, Yeah. which I am going to do. Okay. I'm going to be getting implanted contact lenses yes she is yeah so can you explain what that is okay so lasik or prk laser eye surgery they use lasers to reshape your cornea so it's like a permanent change to your eyeball okay um and that's what fixes your vision gotcha so what i'm getting which is called icl like implanted contact lens whatever or whatever it's the nice thing about it is that it is completely reversible it's not actually changing my eyeball in any way okay but they they it is surgery where they implant essentially a contact lens in between my iris and the actual ocular lens ah. of my eye <laughs> yeah so it's that like freaky it's like permanent contact lenses in my eyeballs that is freaky it is pretty freaky wow um it costs almost twice as much as lasik so i'm about to be very poor for the next few years but so- like and like when he was telling me about this and he asked me what i thought i was like honestly this all sounds fine the only thing i'm worried about is the financing and then we discussed cost and stuff and you know it was a bit of a sticker shock but i was like you know what I cannot walk out of here being like, well, I'm just going to be blind and wear glasses for the rest of my life. I was like, I will find the money in my budget. I am doing this. So good news is I've since been back for another appointment where they had to get more measurements and stuff to make sure that I am eligible for this, like, officially. And so I officially have the medical green light that my eyes are a good candidate for this. My gosh. So... They're currently in the process of ordering my lenses. Wow. But, like, I am doing it. She's (sighs) getting her solution. (laughs) Yeah. So I really, really hope it works for me. But they have, like, these things have, like, a 99% satisfaction rate. I mean... It has to be better than your current situation, no matter what oh, it is. Yeah. And, like, I might still need reading glasses to, at some point. I might even need glasses to, like, drive at night or if I'm right. doing a lot of computer work. But the the thing is, like, I will not rely on glasses to function as a human being. Right. Yeah. So, you know. That's a win. Like, like imagine – Shaving your legs in the shower, but you literally can't see in your own leg and focus. Imagine a zombie apocalypse comes and you don't <laughs> yeah. have your glasses. I will die. Absolutely. Not anymore. Yeah. I would not have made it in like K. Imagine a world where you're going to wake up and you don't need to do anything. I know. It's crazy. Like, it's – I haven't fully wrapped my head around this whole so thing yet. So when's but, the surgery? When? Um, it depends on when the lenses will be in for me, but we're – Talking like one to three months from now. Okay. But also they do one eye at a time and they do it a week apart. <gasps> That's weird. So yeah, I'll have... Do you have an eye patch? Like, yeah, like I'll either have to wear an eye patch. Oh my God, I love it. Or like just take the glass out of one side of my glasses and wear, you know, have the lens in the other wow. one. Wow. Because one eye will be like almost 20, 20 vision and the other one will be blind. Wow. So Yeah interesting Mm -hmm. i hope you wear an eye patch (laughs) (laughs) let me get you a bedazzled eye patch yeah Yeah, so i'm like a little nervous about it because obviously it's a huge deal to get eye surgery um but but you found a solution yeah and like this is literally my only solution it's either this or Or i wear contacts and and glasses for the rest of my life right so come on yeah, so I'm like I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm gonna throw my money at this. Do it for my quality of life. You have to. Yeah. Well, that's a great salty and sweet. Yeah. Oh, and I also got my um yearly raise today at work, and that Whee! was like a little higher than I was hoping for, so that was nice too. Hey, it's a little, little mini sweet. Extra budge. Little what budget? Oh, yeah. well, little boost up in your budget. <laughs> Definitely need that. Hey. <laughs> pay for my eyeballs. Oh, yes. Alright. Yeah. Well, so. that was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? We can really indulge this episode. Yeah. Because if we're feeling low, there's always something that makes it better. Do you know what that is? Pizza and ice cream. Yep. Pizza and ice cream. Every girl's dream. Yeah. So this episode, we are doing four frozen pizzas like we have done every season. Mm -hmm. And this um, theme for this one is (laughs) toppings. We kept it very broad. Yeah. (laughs) And then what are we doing for ice cream? Um, We have the milk bar ice creams to try. Woo! Yeah. so. So four pizzas and four milk bar ice creams. Yep. Taste off. All right, let's get into it. Yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Frozen pizzas. (laughs) Yeah. We are doing one of our classic frozen pizza episodes. This one is toppings edition. Toppings edition. So we have a variety of toppings. We really, I really like span. Like, I went the whole distance. Yes. So we got. Uh, you know, your classic mushroom. Yeah. We got your buffalo. We mm-hmm. got your barbecue. We got your spinach. Yeah. Um, None of these are that classic, though. We don't have no. we don't have a pepperoni. No, or a supreme or like a veggie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's because of um, giant's supplies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find frozen yeah. pizza right now. But I did decide I wanted to do these all like, like brands that I'm assuming most generic grocery stores would have, with the exception of our first one, mm-hmm. which is Alex's Awesome Sourdough with Mushroom. Okay. So if you want to take a look at the box, you can read off some of that. Okay. A feel-good sourdough crust, naturally fermented, thoughtfully sourced mushroom artisan organic pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Amy's spinach um, with organic spinach and tomatoes. Um, Organic wheat flour, feta cheese. Mm. A feta. Okay. Okay. We got our Newman's Own Buffalo style. 100% 100 profits go to charity. So that's a pizza you can feel good about. We love a Newman's Own. Hey. Um, This one. I mean, to me, I just love a buffalo. So, this just has whole milk, mozzarella, cheese. Doesn't say much about what's going on. So, okay. We'll see if it's too spicy for me. I know that's, that's a risk. <laughs> and then we have Sarah's request, which yes. is California Pizza Kitchen's barbecue chicken recipe. I've had this before and I can vouch it is good. I remember it yeah. being good, but it's been a while. Yeah. I had it semi recently. Yeah. So what drew you to... Oh, our timer's about to go off. Oh, okay. Perfect timing. Okay, I'm going to go get the sourdough, baby. Okay. We're back. Okay. Courtesy of Alex's awesome sourdough. I found this in the health section of our local giant. This one baked at 475 degrees. Super high. And it said only six to nine minutes. Well, your timer went off at six, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... For us, it needed closer to nine to 10 minutes. Do you taste sourdough? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I do. There's a little bit of that tanginess. Yeah. It's not like super punchy sourdough. Mm -mm. There's not like a super tang to it, but it's there. I like the mushroom. Yeah, the mushroom is like, as a mushroom pizza lover, Mm -hmm. it feels very like. Did um, you always like mushrooms on pizza or is this like an adult thing? No, I've always liked them. Okay. I know I'm an adult now because I like mushroom on my pizza. Because I used to think that was so disgusting. I've always loved mushroom on my pizza. Um, Hmm. The crust texture leaves something to be desired. Yeah. It's kind of got a cardboardy bottom feel. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Kind of like school lunch feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not wild about the sauce. I don't think I even really have much sauce on my slice. I definitely had red sauce on mine, but it's very, like, earthy tomato. Do you know what I mean? Mm, okay. Like, it doesn't have... I don't know. It just doesn't seem, like, really well seasoned to me. Well, also, the crust, to me, feels like sourdough that didn't rise. Right. I can see that. Like, it's kind of smushed. Like, it it feels more like a, like a pita flatbread yeah. that's also not risen. Yeah. It's just... If this is sourdough... It makes me sad. Because, <laughs> like, sourdough is supposed to have those, like, big air pockets and stuff like that. hmm Now, granted, it's a frozen pizza, but... Mm-hmm. hmm right, what would you give it out of 10? I do feel like it's lacking some saltiness. Yeah. Like, it's a little flat. Um, still has a good amount of sodium in it. Um, but, like, overall, the experience of eating this is very pleasant. Yeah. I would say. I feel like the cheese has a good, like, melty I like, gooeyness. I do like whatever this cheese is. What is it? Yeah. Like, the cheese and the mushrooms feel very, like, like it's a fresh pizza to me. Organic mozzarella, organic cheddar. Yeah. Out of 10, based on this one little slice I'm having. It's so hard to start with the first one, right? It is. I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of out of 10. You know, I was... Thinking a six, and then I felt that was harsh. I was like, maybe a seven. You know what? I'll give it a seven out of ten. Okay. 6.5 for me, seven from Sarah. That's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, I do like, I think this the shining star is obviously the cheese and the mushroom. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I just had higher hopes for the idea of a sourdough. Mm-hmm. But... I do like that it's organic. Slow fermented sourdough, they say. Sonoma sea salt. Well, I'm not tasting that Sonoma sea salt, honey. Yeah, could use a little more Sonoma sea salt. This sourdough is not terrible. I think it's just not living up to the hype from the box. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I do uh, Organic cheese from grass-fed cows. It also didn't really get that, like, crispy bottom. Yeah, it kind of had a... Not a soggy... It's not soggy. It's right. just not... Yeah, it's not just crisp. Just like... And it yeah. was at... Four seventy five in the oven, like, right? And I think if we would have let it go longer, it would have burnt the top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, all right, all right. Not a horrible, not a horrible, not a horrible no. start. I mean, I did recently have our favorite from last year, mm. Italian cheese board from Whole Foods. The best, guys. You have to pick it up. I need to do my. It was so good. I almost ate Foods. the whole thing myself because it's thin and mm. it's like. Salty, I think I did that the one night when I bought it most recently. It's so good. I think I was like, Screw it. I think I this didn't is eat a lunch that day. Pan, baby. I was like, Yeah, we're going to town. Yeah, why not? Yep. All right. Well, our next one is our buffalo, which is Newman's own, right? Newman's own buffalo chicken. <laughs> All right. We got one minute on the clock. All right. So let's uh pause here. And, and we'll pause here and we'll get our buffalo. <laughs> All right. Next is Newman's own and our very own topping just gave it his thumbs up of approval. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you right now, this one looks sus. It's very thin. It's very thin. The crust looks like uh, just too manufactured. It smells good. The cheese is like still in chunks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna try. Here, Never we go. know. Here we go. Too spicy for Sarah. Really? <laughs> yeah, like I'll be fine, but Wow, this oh, is yeah. too spicy. Oh yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. I would I was gonna call this really mild. I, I think compared to other buffalo chicken items, it could be considered mild. But like for yeah. me for me, this is like medium heat. Okay. Okay. I would not call this extremely hot. I would call this a mild buffalo. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm just extremely buffalo-averse. Well, spice-averse. I would say, I don't know exactly what I'm tasting here, but I feel like there's a, like, garlic powder, like, Mm. very forward flavor of this. I think I just got a hint of that. Yeah. Um, The buffalo sauce is, like, creamy. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a buffalo sauce you just like drizzle on top of like yeah, I don't know a salad or something. I do think overall the flavor of this is good. Just like texture and appearance. What do you wise. think about the crust? <sighs> it's so small, I can barely taste it. <laughs> it truly is just like a platform for all of the toppings to be right. sitting atop of. I can't even taste it to be honest. But so maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Um it did get crispy on the bottom. More crispy than the first one. Yeah, it got more of that like crunchy crispiness, a little bit of leoparding on the bottom, but like mm-hmm. very thin. Very very thin and I honestly don't think I know what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not offensive. Mm-mm. I think like overall this is good, but as a pizza I feel like it's just ingredients masquerading as pizza. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or like, what's the difference between a flatbread and a pizza? Right. Like, this is just a weird carb holding cheese and chicken and buffalo sauce. This is a carb plate. Yes. Serving up. (laughs) Yes, totally. Different ingredients. Mm -hmm. A buffalo chicken dip hmm decompose yes on top <laughs> on of a cardboard uh or not cardboard but like a, carb- a cardboard-esque <laughs> carb plate carb plate a, a carb a, carb board a carb board very good love yeah. that <laughs> yeah it's not very pizza yeah because it's so thin like hmm. okay here's the thing if this was like rectangular and cut into little squares and passed out at, like, a wedding cocktail hour as, like, a buffalo chicken appetizer. appetizer. Yeah. Like a little flatbread bite. Yeah. You'd be like, that's amazing. But when you're like, pizza, I'm like, I guess you could call this pizza, Mm. you know? But it doesn't satisfy the way pizza does. No, I think it needs a little bit more height in the crust. Mm -hmm. It needs a little bit more depth of the crust. And in general, like, I don't think the flavor is bad. Mm-mm. I don't think the sauce is bad. I don't necessarily think the cheese is bad. The chicken, eh, not great. But so then, what would you give this out of ten? A six point five. <laughs> <laughs> like would I, I give the other one a seven? Yeah. Ugh. Does this is this better or worse than the first one? I enjoyed the other one. They both have their pros and cons. Yeah, I think it's for both of them. It's like. Flavor and stuff is like fine, whatever. Yeah. But like as a pizza, you're like, mm, I don't know if we're scoring this based on pizza. Right. Mm. So, yeah, probably 6.5 for this. So, this ranks lower in your opinion.
1: Yeah. Than the first
0: one, mm-hmm. our sourdough mushroom. Yeah. Because the other one, the cheese was like, the cheese gooey, was like real better. cheese. Yeah. The mushrooms felt like fresh mushrooms. And even though the crust was like kind of, disappointing based on our expectations this crust it was still much, interesting this crust isn't that much better i would say this is about the same in my opinion as the first one mm-hmm. <sighs> i think for me the flavor tips the other one a little higher for me because buffalo chicken is just like a yeah my ability for me yeah i like buffalo chicken which is why it's probably the same in my mm-hmm. opinion but it didn't blow mm-hmm. me away. I've had better buffalo chicken yeah. pizzas at um, Sluggers in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Hey-oh. Also, usually when I'm craving frozen pizza, I'm not craving buffalo chicken. Oh. no! <laughs> you know what I mean? If I want buffalo chicken, I'm making buffalo chicken dip, honey. Yeah. yeah. That's the way you got to do it. Yeah. hmm Yeah. I would recommend eating buffalo chicken dip instead of this. Yeah. Or using this as your wedding appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> Just cut them into little mini triangles. And everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. People are going to be like, wow, this is great. Well, we're going spinach next. Okay. So we have Amy's. I don't think it's gluten-free or any vegan or anything, but it's Mm -hmm. just a tomato and spinach pizza. Oh, I was going to ask if this was any relation to the bunnies, but that's Annie's. (laughs) Yeah, that's Annie's. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, but Amy's... In our, I mean, in our local grocery store, is like kind of like the organic, like gluten free, mm-hmm. vegan brand. It's very like whole foody, whole Foods, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I don't think this is anything special. Like, there's no dietary mm-hmm. like things involved. Maybe yeah. another. I mean, we could have done a gluten free or like something like that. But oh yeah, it's so hard to find some things sometimes in our mm-hmm. local grocery store. So yeah, especially right now. But I think Amy's is traditionally sort of like the the brand that's sort of like. Does it all in terms mm-hmm. of, like, dietary restrictions and, like, dietary okay. plans and stuff. So, yeah. anyway. All right. Okay. Let me get the spinach. We're back. Round three. We've got Amy's made with organic spinach and tomatoes pizza spinach. This is the one with feta. <laughs> Where Where did you see the feta? I think it's on the back. Um, okay, let me read this. <laughs> When Amy was little, she hated anything green, (laughs) but she loved this pizza. To make it, we start with our light, tender crust made with organic wheat flour. Then we top it with our savory sauce made from sweet, vine-ripened organic tomatoes. Finally, we add organic spinach blended with feta cheese and sprinkle mozzarella on top. Delicious, satisfying, and a great way to sneak in some greens if you got a picky eater of any age at home wow how about that sign me up i just learned amy's story i know amy better now yeah they could use a little copywriting on the back but yeah yeah you did a good job reading it though thank you um this honestly looks like a pesto pizza it smells like pesto too okay okay let's try there's a pesto quality to it Mm -hmm. i thought it was gonna be more garlicky yeah i don't hate the crust yeah the crust is the heftiest of the three that we've tried so far today. yeah yeah i I like it um the i to be fair though, I don't really taste spinach. well, do you what does spinach even taste like though? true. I think I'm having the problem where it looks like pesto, so I'm expecting that punch mm-hmm. of basil pesto. But it's actually just, like, a bunch of cooked spinach and, like, a little garlic, which is fine. I don't taste the feta at all, I don't think. No, I I don't taste much feta. I I don't taste much tomato either. Mm Mm-mm. Hmm. I like it. The crust is pretty good, though. Mm Mm-hmm. But... This is the type of crust you want on a pizza. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, a frozen pizza that's a flatbread pizza... This is not. Right. This has a a little bit of like a chewy thickness. I would say like an average pizza. I don't hate it. I do think that if you're expecting it to be pesto, it's not. It's a quality of pesto. I think it's Mm -hmm. because of that garlic, but. I think it also tastes a little flat, like it needs a little more salt. (laughs) Yeah, I could get that. You know, like, there's just something on the end that, like, lacks. What? I think it needs, you know what I think it needs? What? Maybe instead of salt, it needs a grate of some Parmigiano-Reggiano. Mm, That salty, cheesy action. That would definitely take it to a new place. Yeah, I don't hate that. I thought I was going to really dislike this, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you thought it looked gross when it came out. Yeah, it looked like really disgusting. Like <laughs> before before it was baked. Yeah, it looked gross. Um, okay, hold on. Oh. See, I feel like this one's like the opposite where the crust is good, but everything on top is just kind of meh. I can I don't think you like it. I don't think Sarah likes it. I think I might have to give this one a six. Oh my god, I was gonna give it a seven. Oh! <laughs> So we're still at a 6.5, <laughs> effectively. We're, obviously, we're hard to please today. hmm We are being a bit harsh. Yeah. But you know what? I have high expectations. Mm-hmm. You can't always have a giant f- five-cheese stuffed crust pizza. Hello. Right. Which, by the way... And I haven't been able to. What's going on? They have not had their stuffed crust. We're talking about the giant brand. Yeah. We did this last season, so... Or... Two seasons ago, maybe? It was, like, one of the first ones we did. Yeah, maybe it was two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because last season whole was Whole Foods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some's going on, because I have not seen it for months. Yeah, same. That's why I've, you know, tried other ones. <laughs> Abandon all hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the our last pizza was one that I know I like. Yes, me the too. barbecue chicken. So... Well, it's been a while since I've had it, but I remember really liking it. So we'll see how memory holds. And it's always helpful to taste it in this scenario where we're immediately comparing it to other ones. Does this confirm that it slaps? Right. (laughs) Yes or no. Oh, and by the way, we didn't mention this, but after our barbecue chicken, Mm. we don't just have, like, recommendations and, like, a sign-off for you. What do we have, Sarah? We have four of the milk bar ice creams. You heard that right to taste test on air. Milk bar ice creams. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, that's gonna be our dessert. Yeah, our giant just recently started to sell like milk bar products, I guess. hmm And it's not just ice cream too. There's other stuff too. Like they, they have cookies and s- stuff? Yeah, they sell their cookies. Oh yeah, because they used to sell them just at Target, but now they're at our grocery store. Mm. And I love Milk Bar. I'm we have to try the cookies. Yeah, gotta look. Check for them. it out. Okay, check it out. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're gonna yeah. do our California Pizza Chicken, barbecue chicken. Wait, California, <laughs> <laughs> California <laughs> Pizza Kitchen. Kitchen, barbecue, barbecue chicken. Chicken. Yeah. I almost said kitchen. <laughs> Which, can I just tell you a story about this really quick? Yeah. Okay. When I was a freshman in high school, my family went on, like, one of our only family, like, big vacations we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and we drove, like, cross country, not all the way across country, but we drove from Arizona to, like, Vegas and then eventually to Los Angeles. And I did—I could care less about the Grand Canyon at this point because mm-hmm. this was, like, prime Laguna Beach Hills, MTV Madness, okay? Mm-hmm. I was so excited to be Lauren Conrad. Okay. In Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. The girlies that know, no. okay? <laughs> you know, the side part, the single tear with the mascara, like, when she's sad, because i anyway, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I was so excited to be in, like, Hollywood, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. What year was this? This was two thousand. Three, okay. Yes, yeah. I was in L.A. in like two thousand four. Yeah, maybe it was two thousand four. Weird. Anyway, but I w- I like I picked out every single outfit to a T, thinking like mm-hmm. I'm living the most luxurious lifestyle. My family and I stayed in a very nice hotel, but it was like on the Hollywood Strip. Yeah, and like the nicest restaurant we went to our entire time. Mm-hmm was California Pizza Kitchen. Uh (laughs) And let me tell you, it's good. Mm -hmm. The restaurant is good. I don't care what anyone says. That's my go-to lunch spot when I'm at the King of Prussia Mall. Yeah. You don't go to Cheesecake Factory? No. Oh. Wow. I was was at Cheesecake Factory once on a date last year. Listen, I mean, California Pizza Kitchen is hard to compare with, Mm -hmm. but Cheesecake Factory is close. It was good. That menu the menus was too are large. Enor- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like insane. Have you seen <laughs> people that play the game where they just like close their eyes and they point to like drinks they no. close or they point to appetizer they close their eyes and they point to I like- mean everything was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get wrong. Well, this also makes me think of how like growing up um when my family would celebrate something, we would drive Forty-five minutes to Lancaster to go to Olive Garden, dude. Yes, that was the vibe. Yeah, Except I lived. I lived in Harrisburg, and we had one. Oh okay. wow, you're so fancy. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- I thought the California Pizza Kitchen mm-hmm. was like the underground restaurant in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, I was like, I am so cool. We ended up going like multiple times because it was really more affordable than going to like well, a really yeah. fancy restaurant. Oh like, my gosh! And in addition, to that like we really love the barbecue chicken. Pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's Did you set a timer? I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got two minutes. Okay. So anyway, just like when I see this in the freezer section, now I think I'm a total loser because <laughs> I thought I was experiencing something really cool. Mm-hmm. But now you can just get it in the frozen yeah, pizza aisle. Yeah. Well, but not many people can say they had California Pizza Kitchen in California. Yeah. Just kidding. I If I went to L.A. now, it would be, like, such a different experience compared to when I was younger. And I would go broke eating food. Eating all the food. All the food. I feel like L.A. for me, like, there's no real draw to go to L.A. I did all the touristy things when I was in high Mm. school. I don't need to do it again. The only thing that would draw me is the food. That visit to L.A. was when I first had actual, like, authentic Mexican food. Yeah. And guacamole. Yeah. And then I like came back and told my parents about it. You know, like I don't think my parents – like that generation did not eat avocados. I had like some of the best nachos of my life at Disneyland. Oh, and you went to Disneyland? I didn't know yeah, that. I was staying with our friend Abby's aunt who lives there, and they had a housekeeper who cooked a meal for us. Nice. And that was where like I had this like Mexican food that was Delicious. Like, authentic. Delicious. It was too spicy for me, but it was still so good and I ate it and I was like, oh my God, there's a whole world out there that I haven't yeah. experienced. A renaissance for yeah. you. <clears throat> I mean, I will say if I were to go back to LA, I'd probably cater every single minute around what restaurants I want to go to mm-hmm. like I do for all my trips. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nothing As has changed. <laughs> But, like, Los Angeles is so spread out, I wouldn't even know, like, where to start. You know what I mean? I know. Everything's so interconnected by highways. Yeah, it's so much driving. Or, like, I feel like you have to do, like, one neighborhood and just, like, Mm -hmm. do it up. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. I mean, we have friends in L.A. We could make this happen. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to L.A. for years. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) I'm down. I have literally people we could stay with. My cousin has guest rooms. Okay? Yeah. And she's vegan, and she's in the food industry, so oh, okay. shout out to Taylor Wright. Hey. Is it time? It's time. All, <laughs> right, All right. Let's get this pizza. Okay. <laughs> CPQ or <laughs> CPQ? CPK. No. BBQ. All right. What, All right. Is, what does it tell us? Okay. We have a crispy thin crust topped with barbecue seasoned grilled white meat chicken. Red onions, cilantro, mozzarella, hickory-smoked Gouda cheeses mm. over sweet and tangy barbecue sauce. Heck yeah. I'm sold. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we does, go. Does it live up to the hype? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. This one's like Flavortown Express. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Guy Fieri Flavortown. Yeah. Mm. Um. That Gouda... It's it's Gouda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is also a pretty thin crust. Very like, thin. Like, I think this Pizza is definitely like a two-serving pizza. Oh, yeah. As opposed to like a three-serving. No, yeah. This is like... But here's the thing about this thin crust. As opposed to the other thin crust, there's some texture going on to it. Mm-hmm. And... It's got these like bubbles on the bottom. yeah. And it doesn't feel just like a cardboard. Well, I don't know if I would go that far. Mm. I think the crust... I don't know if I love the crust of this, but it is serving its purpose well. You've got, like, the crispy bottom, but then everything on top is so good. Dude. You know what I mean? It it adds the right amount of crispy texture underneath the amount of toppings which like it's that, kind of like a heavy little slice yeah it's almost like dude that barbecue is so good i'm sorry i love it because it's sweet that's sweet it's sweet but also like a little spicy with the smoked gouda Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good yeah all right it's satisfying dude that is a good pizza right definitely the best of the four yes save the best hands for last. down Mm-hmm. Um, out of ten, this is a nine. Hmm. Um, I would not give it a nine. I give it a, an eight and a half. Okay. 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 So we're talking two to three points high above uh, the above other ones. All the other ones. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't know. I've never had any other barbecue, like frozen pizzas. Have you? Mm -mm. Normally, I don't go for a barbecue, but I'm telling you, this is it. No, I don't know if I ever would have, like, been a barbecue chicken pizza person, except because of you and Luke. That's true. Because, like, the one time at your apartment, you guys made a homemade cast iron skillet um, barbecue chicken pizza with pineapple And, and sharp white cheddar, Yep, and it was amazing. Yeah. We do that. We do, that's a classic. Yeah. But the I really like the red onion on this though. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I like that. It's just like the flavor profile is very balanced. Uh-huh. I'm into this for sure. It hits all those notes. Sure does. I do want more from the crust for it to, for it to get a higher score from me. Yeah. It needs more in the crust department. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. The, the reason why it's not a 10 for me is because the crust isn't, like, something I'd write home about. Mm-hmm. But everything else is flavor town. hmm So. Yeah. Wow. Good job, CPK. Yes, CPK BBQ. Oh, also, I've seen they have a version of this with plant-based chicken. I saw that. So, I did see that. Um if you have any vegetarians out there. Do you think there. this chicken is better than the other one? Yeah. This, because this is made with natural chicken raised without any added hormones. It does, it feels like juicier, it just feels more like Yeah, it didn't feel chicken. dry like fake chicken. Mm-hmm. Alright. We have a winner, people. Winner, winner. CPK. Barbecue chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I had good taste in 2003. <laughs> This wins. This is good. Yeah. This will be on my rotation. This mm-hmm. stuffed, excuse me, stuffed pizza, stuffed cheese pizza from Giant, mm-hmm. and Italian cheese board from Whole Foods. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's 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 the ultimate trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Um, so here we will pause and we'll come back with ice cream. Yes. For dessert. Should we get all of the milk bar stuff and just get them out and just have a field day with them? Or how are we going to do this? Yeah. Let's just get them all okay, out. Okay. Okay. All right. Because we we'll go. Okay. So we have four flavors of milk bar ice creams. How does one even choose where to start? I bought all four that the grocery store currently had. And full disclosure, I have tried all four of these because they are currently in my freezer at home. Because when in Rome? <laughs> yeah. Because I bought... I, like the last time I went to the grocery store, like a week and a half ago, I was like, "I'm gonna buy every flavor that they have, dude." <laughs> and then we had the idea to taste test them on air. So yeah. this is Laura's first time. I literally trying them. have resisted the urge to buy these every week since we decided we were gonna do this, mm-hmm. and it has been so tempting. Yeah. So I have informed opinions about all four of these flavors. Okay. And I do not. I'm yeah. starting fresh. Yes. Okay. Where do you want to start? Take me um, on a journey. Okay, let me see. Uh I think you should st- we should start with cereal milk. Okay, a classic. So. Christina Tosi's beloved ice cream. Yeah, so this I feel like is kind of like classic. Unfortunately, we don't have the pie flavor, which was the first one I had um. tried, which I love. Which is probably still milk my bar favorite. Pie. But. Yeah. Okay. So this says the flavor that started it all cereal milk ice cream with cornflake crunch tastes like the bottom of your cereal bowl. All right. All right, Laura. Okay. <clears throat> I'm so excited. Oh, what's this? What am I cracking It's the cornflake crunch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? I feel like the cornflake crunch is almost like a. Like a Rice Krispie treat, but made of cornflakes. That's kind of like broken up and like smushed into the ice oh. cream. It's like a ribbon. Oh my God. This tastes so good. I did not think I would <clears throat> like this flavor that much. Oh my gosh, this is so good. But I love this flavor. The cornflake crunch is. It holds up surprisingly well. It's like. It, the perfect texture mm-hmm. to be thrown into this ice cream flavor and milk bar, like if you go to milk bar in New York, this is soft served normally, oh, okay, yeah, this is not, and it is delicious. Wow, the cornflake Crunch is one of my favorite ice cream additions inventions I've experienced in my life, yeah, I love that. Wow, this is such a nostalgic flavor. Like But it's like the thing about I think almost all of these flavors that really hits home for me is that she has that salty sweet yes balance and almost all of these have um some kind of crunchy factor in them. Which like for me, I love that. I really do need an ice cream to have, like at least, like preferably something like gooey running through it, and also something with texture. I agree, and you know why? Because I love to put pretzels in ice cream and like mm. like chips in ice cream, <laughs> like <laughs> like a like a potato chip because mm-hmm. it adds that saltiness and the crunch. This is like, wow. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, so it looks very like basic vanilla flavored ice cream, but the ice cream by itself has a mild, like milkiness mm-hmm. and corn quality to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so good! But it's not too sweet. Like it's got that salty factor that yeah. balances it out. Wow. So I think we should now move on to the birthday cake flavor, which okay. is by I you. Okay, that was delicious. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay, this is described as <clears throat> B day cake flavored ice cream with B day crumbs and B day frosting. Now, you have to know the milk bar birthday cake is iconic. Right. Like millennials' dream. <laughs> Seriously, like this was like the birthday cake everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. Very fun, fetty inspired. Right. A yellow cake, I'm assuming. But mm-hmm. the birthday cake truffles, have you had those? Yeah, because they were in the thing that you sent me, which... So here's the thing. I don't normally like things that are birthday cake flavored. Mm. They're usually too, like, sickly sweet for me. But when I had the milk bar sampler that you oh, wow. sent me, the birthday cake truffles were phenomenal. Those are and so good. I love good. them. They're so rich. Okay. <clears throat> So what do you think of this one? I don't love it. It is very... There's something... I don't... I can't put my finger on it. Here, let me taste it. It does have more of like a cakey... Vanilla forward... It tastes like sprinkles. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Whatever, say, whatever that sugar coating is on a sprinkle. This is my least favorite of the four. Mm-hmm. This is a flavor that I would not purchase again for myself. I I have to say this compared to the first one, the cereal mm-hmm. milk. Mm-hmm. This this can't hold a candle. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the kind of like birthday cake frosting ripple that goes through it. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't like that either. It's I too like sweet. the cake pieces in it. But, yeah, overall, this kind of does that, like, sickly sweet birthday cake yeah, no. thing that I don't, don't like. like yeah. yeah, I have to agree. I don't I don't love this one. Mm-hmm. But if I had a little bit of this mm-hmm. with a birthday cake truffle, yeah. delicious. Like, I'll eat this because I have it at home. Yeah. But it's like I'll usually just kind of add, like, a tiny little scoop of this. Along with another flavor that I'm having, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see myself eating a whole, t- yeah, mm-hmm. eating a whole tub of that, yeah. Um, if you love birthday cake things, you might love this, but as someone who's already wary of birthday cake flavors, this doesn't, yeah, change my mind about that. I can't get over that it tastes like a sprinkle. Yeah, it really does. I don't know what it is though. It's nowhere near as good as the birthday cake truffles. No. No no. Mm-mm. Okay. So far, cereal milk over birthday cake. Definitely. Okay. We're we're in agreement there. Alright. So next one we're doing is cornflake chocolate chip marshmallow. Ooh. I like cornflakes. It's cookie dough flavored ice cream with cornflake crunch. Yum. Chocolate flavored chunks and melted marshmallow. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Melted marshmallow. So this is based on, they have a cookie of this flavor. Okay. But this one has the same cornflake crunch in it as the cereal milk flavor. But it's like cookie dough flavored ice cream. It's got chocolate and it's got marshmallow. This is a lot. Okay, hold on. Yeah. I want cornflake crunch on everything. Right? That cornflake crunch is life changing. Like, how do I make this for myself? I don't love the marshmallow. Same. I don't like marshmallow-flavored anything, really. Yeah, I don't really like marshmallow stuff. But Um, but I don't hate the marshmallow in this because it's, like, light and gooey enough that it's not overpowering. It's also not, like, so, so sugary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you have a marshmallow, it just tastes like a complete sugar rush. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more, like, mellow and creamy, I guess. I like the chocolate chunks in here because they actually, like tastes like chocolate and melt in a nice way. So I hate chocolate chunks in ice cream that just are solid. Yeah, they're just like hard and solid and have no flavor and you're like why is this even here? I like this more than the birthday cake. Mhm. I don't know if necessarily it's the marshmallow I don't like mm-hmm. or if it's the cookie dough mm-hmm. flavor. The cornflake crunch though. The cornflake crunch is what saves this one. Now I would really want to try the cookie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the marshmallow I don't like. Mm-hmm. But give me cornflake crunch on like everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Alright, let's move on to the final one, which is by you. Peanut butter. Chocolate cookie crush. Described as peanut butter, chocolate, ice cream. Peanut butter, cookie crumbs, and fudgy chocolate cookie batter. My goodness. This sounds like a woman on her period. <laughs> yeah. This is all chocolate, baby. Mm-hmm. And is there a better combination than chocolate and peanut butter? I mean, it's one of the best. All right, we'll see. I just have to say there's a huge chunk of whatever this... What is that? Cookie batter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, Lord. This one is rich. Dude, how does one even, like, this is rich. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. The chocolate peanut butter ice cream is really, really good. I'm always skeptical of chocolate ice cream. Mm -hmm. Because it never tastes like what I want it to. This ice cream is like a chocolate peanut butter bomb that goes off in your mouth, dude. Wow! I just got a full bite. Wow! <laughs> I just got a full bite mm-hmm. of the batter, mm-hmm. the ice cream, and whatever else is in there. What is that? Um, peanut butter cookie crumbs. Yeah, that's it. There's also like peanut butter fudge that runs through this. Oh my gosh! Okay, so. Like I said, this is very rich. Um, Hold on one sec. This is the type of ice cream, like, if you just got heartbroken, Mm -hmm. and you're watching The Notebook, this is the ice cream you want. And I just have to say, all of this, like, between this and the cereal milk, these ice creams are ten times better than any Ben & Jerry's I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, for comparison, a serving of the cereal milk flavor, Uh two-thirds of a cup. Which weighs 107 grams. Okay. Is 270 calories. Okay. Okay. A chocolate peanut butter one. Oh, God. Two-thirds of a cup of this one weighs 130 grams and is 430 Woo! calories. <laughs> and you can taste it. You don't count calories when you have this ice cream. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But this slaps, like, real hard. Yeah. Yeah. That one is intense. You really don't need much of that one because it is so rich. Yeah. But like, if you're looking for chocolate peanut butter, honey, that's it. I can't wait for Luke to try this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Chocolate peanut butter lover's dream right there. Wow. Dude, I'm telling you, if you ever get heartbroken, Mm -hmm. this is ice cream. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'll I'll keep that in mind for my next (laughs) dumping. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to have this ice cream. I want to have a whole tub of this ice cream, like, at a girls' weekend. Oh, yeah. And you're watching, like, Gilmore Girls? Oh, perfect. Definitely. Wow. Isn't, like, I feel like the um, chocolatey, battery, crunchiness in this is really serving the same purpose as the cornflake crunch. I think the reason why, like you said, the reason why I really like these, Mm -hmm. obviously the flavors are, I mean... Not all of them, Mm -hmm. but in my opinion, this chocolate, what is it called? Chocolate peanut butter. Peanut butter chocolate cookie crush. Between that and cereal milk, Mm -hmm. the textures, like the reason why Mm -hmm. I love these so much is because there's so much texture going on. Yeah. Wow. The balance. Christina Tosi. So what's your final verdict? Like what's your number one pick of the four? Cereal milk is number one. This is number two. Peanut butter, Mm -hmm. chocolate, cookie crumble. Number three is our marshmallowy cookie dough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And bottom tier is birthday cake. I agree 100%. Like. And like the chocolate peanut butter one is so good. Dude. But cereal milk is so simple but so perfect. Yeah. And I could eat that all day every day. This chocolate peanut butter one, I kind of have to be prepared for. Yeah. Because it's, like, such a slap to the face. Whereas cereal milk just feels like it just goes down so easy. I just had, like, four bites of that ice cream, and I feel like I'm full. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like cereal milk, you could probably just eat that whole thing, though, without thinking about it. Yeah, it's light. But you know what? It has such, like, a – cereal milk has such, like, a nostalgic, familiar, sweet – like, very playful, like, quality to it because everyone's had cereal milk. Everyone's slurped the bottom of your cereal. Like, mm-hmm. but the way that she's refined, like, that cornflake crunch. Yeah. I think, like, the cornflake crunch is so revolutionary. And, like, dude, just as a flavor, the whole, like, salty, sweet cornflake cereal milk idea but then in the same way like not flavor profile wise but the way it's been executed this chocolate peanut butter one is also revolutionary yeah i'm telling you that's better than any ben and jerry's ice cream i've ever had Mm -hmm. period oh also um so these are pints and i believe they were on sale but they were six dollars each okay so not as pricey as like a jenny's Right. But um definitely pricier than like your standard grocery store, like half gallon or whatever you might get. But oh so worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to call Luke down here to try these. Yeah. Okay. You guys. Christina Tosi is a genius. <clears throat> like, yep. True genius. We love a queen who's mastered the arts of sweets. I wonder if any of her cookbooks have ice cream recipes in them yet. Mm. Or if she's going to come out with one. She should. Yeah. Oh, You guys, find whatever your local grocery store is. See if they carry this. Get it. If not, order them online. You can order them online. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. do it. Worth it. Yeah. Treat yourself. Well, now I just want to fall asleep. (laughs) We have to record the rest of the episode. We're going to talk about bathroom issues after this episode. Like, <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, this All is right. everything. Well, that <sighs> closes out the taste testing portion of this yes. episode, and we're next on to our check-ins from the New Year's Eve resolutions. Yeah, and whatnot. So we're gonna pause and put these ice creams away. Yeah, Luke, try them, and then BRB. Yeah. Oh my gosh. BRB. Okay, we're back. Yeah, so instead of a listener question for this episode, we wanted to share some of the listener new year's resolutions that you guys shared on our Instagram. Yeah, it's like a follow-up. Yeah, so um <clears throat> we're keeping these anonymous for uh the people. So, first one we had was get married, period. It's happening, period. Just frightening because of COVID. Yeah. So Which is exciting, but also I can't even imagine no. planning a wedding in the time of COVID. Yeah, I, it's just like everything changes all the time. Mm-hmm. The constant yeah. fear that your event will be yeah a super spreader, like something would happen. But J- I would say uh, keep your expectations low, so you can't be disappointed. That's a great that's a great recommendation for anything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Another one we got was cook dinner, like a for real for real meal at least once a week, and read more. Those are two like ones I feel like are so slept on. hmm Like no, like once a week I'm cooking a for real for real meal. Like I'm not yeah. piecemeal together, like I'm not doing a frozen pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna prepare one meal a week. Yeah. And read more is something I'm always trying to do. Me too. Me too. So these are good goals. And then another one we got was, I like to set monthly goals starting the year with a 30-day yoga challenge. And she confirmed she's doing the... Um... Yoga with Adrian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thought so. Yep. So I like the idea of monthly goals. This is something Luke and I do not every month, but I would say maybe like three or four months a year. We like write down like what do we want to get done in a month. Like what kind of things? A lot of it's like we'll have personal like individual goals, and then we'll have like shared goals. So like, for example, we just talked about how we want to do like no spend weeks. Like one mm-hmm. week, one week a month is like no spend week. Like we'll buy our groceries, but we're mm-hmm. not going out to eat. We're not going to a bar. We're not doing any like activities that cost any money. Like mm-hmm. no spending weeks. Mm-hmm. Another thing was like um we we want to like watch like two Italian movies or something or something like that, mm-hmm. or we want to do like. Uh, language study like lesson a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll also have, like share things so, like look what I want to finish this painting versus mine is like I want to finish like three blog posts or like finish my portfolio website or something like that. <clears throat> and then like just by sharing it with each other, mm-hmm. there is an extra sense of accountability. Mm-hmm. And I like to write them out and post them on our fridge and I think like because it's 30 days, mm-hmm. I, for me I'm more likely to actually like finish it. Yeah. But it's hard because you can't set a goal that's, like, super lofty in 30 days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of got to, like, figure out what you can do within that time frame. Yeah. But – Can I give an update on my budget resolution? So remember I talked about, like, trying to keep my fund spending to the end of the month? Yeah. So I can gauge what's really left in my budget? Yeah. Well, so far – we're a little more than halfway through January as yeah. of recording, which is why I said it's not February. <laughs> yeah, it's not February. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, so we're what, like 18 days into the the year. But I feel like I'm doing a really good job with my budget where just in general, anything like think of the things you randomly order on Amazon or whatever, Yeah, like anything like that, that's not like an immediate need, but it's like, oh, yeah, I should get this or that. All of that stuff, I am, like, keeping track of it in, like, a list, but I'm not buying it yet. So I'm really only spending money right now on things like groceries and gas. Yeah. Um, And so then in the, like, last week of the month, I can buy – there's other random things I kind of needed. But also, I think what I'm going to do, especially for my fun spending, is actually wait until – the next month. Oh, the early like week of the month, like February 1st, you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, officially January's over. Let me see what's left in my January budget. Right. And then I can use that for fun things. And then I'm actually buying it in February, but with January's money. Uh-huh. So then it's like, I can't, you know, buy it in the last week or two, but then I end up going over budget anyway, because something came up in the last few days of January. But if you wait... And if I get on this cycle now, then it's like, okay, I'm buying things at the beginning of the month, but it's with whatever was left over from last month's budget. And if I didn't have anything left over, I'm not buying anything. Right. I don't have the money to. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do feel like I am – if I can stay in this habit of keeping all expenses like that in a list and then buying them at a like one, yeah. one chunk of time, yeah I think it could really – help me stay on budget hey it sounds like a great plan yeah and i'm also like i have to succeed at least in january yeah, i gotta start january, off the i mean with january. it's so hard this year like i said yeah. i started my year off being like yeah all these plans and like right like so. <laughs> you're over there with millennial on we like, oh. <laughs> it's hard it's tough so aware. much changes in one month dude yeah yeah okay so these are so those are some follow-up we got um about new year's resolutions um i mean other things we've gotten before is like seasonal intentions. so like Mm. one thing you're trying to do a season or like a word of the year is another thing a lot of people have shared i've done that before Mm -hmm. um but what i've realized about myself is i like a list yeah i like to cross things off of a list Mm. nothing better nothing better so godspeed to all of our resolutions yeah so what about recommendations? I have two recommendations. Okay. Okay. First one is something I feel like we're going to just keep this in the back of your mind for like the next holiday season. Okay? okay. This was a gift not given to me. This was a gift given to Luke from my parents. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, that's so cute. <laughs> um, It's Bon Maman, the jam company. Mm-hmm. Um, And they have a 12 Days of Christmas um mini spreads and honey like advent calendar and let me tell you it's adorable they have these cute little illustrations on the box and when you open each little box the little jams inside (laughs) i love these little jars adorable first of all the jams are great like Mm -hmm. i we had um Slices of just, like, sourdough bread and just been like, I'm going to try the passion fruit one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's good. Let me try the blueberry and palm. And you're just like, mm. and it's just been, like, really fun. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, this is so cute. And I think it's a great foodie like, gift. So I just wanted to recommend that for sure. It's very cute. It's very cute. And second, okay, completely different. Okay. Like, completely different. Do you remember watching Making a Murder Wait, I didn't watch it. <gasps> you didn't watch Making a Murder? No. It's like in um oh my gosh. It's in the Midwest. I didn't watch it. I don't I do better with that content in podcast form. Okay. Well, you you recall the the idea of like this was a huge Netflix hit. Like yes. true crime. Like mm-hmm. this was one of that was one of the first like Netflix shows, like true crime Netflix shows that I binged and I was like really into. Mm-hmm. Early my favorite murder days. Yes. I have taken a break from true crime for years. Mm-hmm. I want to watch a true crime documentary. <laughs> and I found this documentary on HBO called Who Killed Garrett Phillips? Okay. And it's a crime that happened in 2011, so not not that long ago, mm-hmm. about a 11-year-old boy who was found dead mm-hmm. in his family's apartment. And this documentary has everything. It has, like racism. Uh-huh. It has politics. Uh-huh. It has someone who I believe was the real murderer being interviewed Okay. in the series, who's also a cop. Of course. It's, like, <laughs> it's so it's so good. And like within the first half of the first... There's only two episodes, so it's like, I think all in all, it's like three hours long. It's like mm-hmm. an hour and a half and an hour and a half-ish, literally screaming at my at my screen when this man was being interrogated Uh and I was like, Luke, you have to watch this so I can talk about it. Like I have to, I have to talk to somebody about it. So he watched it and we're both like so into it. And as of right now, no one has been found guilty of this Mm. crime. And it is a very good documentary. Who killed Garrett Phillips on HBO Max? Okay. Good rec. Yeah. Cool. I've been on such a break from true crime like So have I. I feel yeah. like it's been good for my mental health overall. Mhm. But I was feeling it, so I went for it. You got to honor that. Yeah. <laughs> well, my recommendation keeps us on the frozen food aisle theme. Okay. Um I truly don't have time to make dinner these days. Feel that. (laughs) Especially because I've been working overtime. So it's like, if I work late, a lot of times I don't really get home till like 7 p.m., which is crazy. And then I need to be walking the dog and getting ready for bed again by like 8.30. Yeah. So that gives me an hour and a half to do a few things. Right. That's nothing. Nothing. So I have... Really been relying on my freezer to get me through dinners, and um so recently I was looking for my favorite bag of frozen chopped broccoli, uh-huh. and of course they were out of it because they were out of most of the frozen vegetable section on this day that I was at the Gotta store. Love it, <laughs> and so I was just kind of perusing, you know, looking around. And I saw this thing that's apparently a new product. Mm-hmm. It is the bird's eye Stir Fry Kits. Okay. So it is a bag of frozen veggies with a sauce packet inside. Okay. And so you just, in like a nonstick skillet over like medium heat, you throw in all the veggies and the frozen sauce packet. Along with, I think, like, two tablespoons of water. You just warm it all up together. And so I've tried the teriyaki one. It was delicious. I still have the sesame garlic one in my freezer for another day. And do you do any, like, uh, protein with it or you just do the veggies? So I've also been keeping frozen salmon in my freezer. Smart. So this was perfect where it was, like, when I did my Sunday meal prep, I made some extra rice. And so I had that in my fridge. I pull out a piece of frozen salmon either in the morning or the night before. So then while the veggies and sauce were cooking on the stove, my salmon was baking in the oven. Nice. And then you just warm up the rice, throw some veggies and sauce on it, throw on the salmon, dinner in like 15 minutes. Amazing. And it's healthy. I would say these bird's eye things have like two servings in them, but it was delicious. It was so easy. You have to have meals like that, like in your back pocket. Yeah, and it's like if I keep, you know, the salmon, um and these things in my freezer, then it's like even if I don't have rice, like I could still like yeah, just have the you know, the veggies and salmon, or maybe I have like a piece of toast on the side or something. Yeah. Like I yeah, like I plan to have at least one bag of this in my freezer at all, at all times, times. Just to be like, It's like pull you it have out. your frozen pizza and then mm-hmm. you have your stir fry kit. Yeah. And- you know you're covered. Yeah. And also um, fish sticks and tater tots. <laughs> I have to give on a fish stick game. I just got back on it. It's a great place to be. <laughs> I mean, hey, I love fish sticks. No hate. Yeah. But That's this is rep. great because it's like when you really don't have time to cook, but you also know you need vegetables in your life. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And yeah, and it really was good. I liked it a lot. It was like very saucy. Okay, well, I'm down to try that. I always yeah. need, especially this time of year, I'm so busy. Like, I need that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And so. I think you guys would like it because it's a little bit spicy. Okay. Like, it, it made my nose run. So, so That's how you know. So it's mild. That's how you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, highly recommend. Good. Good, Rex. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right, we got to sign off. Yeah, we got to sign off because, like, listen, it's, it's late. Time for a nap. It's late on a Tuesday yeah. night. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe and review, and please tell a friend what we're doing over here. And please reach out. We do love to hear from you. You can reach us on Instagram at PassportPizzaPod. You can email us at hello at PassportsAndPizza.com. And you can also text us or send us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. Yeah, tell us your favorite frozen pizza, like... What is it that you go for when you're in the frozen yeah. aisle? Have you tried the milk bar ice creams? What's your favorite frozen like thing to s- keep stored in your freezer? Yeah, please tell me all tell the us. things. Tell me all of them. Yeah. Um, our show notes is at passportsandpizza.com and you can follow us individually. Sarah is at Sarah underscore cornelius underscore. And I am Rome and Go Lightly, and that is Rome as a verb. And thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. And we will see you next episode. Have a good February. Yep. And we'll talk to you in March. Yeah. TTYL. Okay. Bye, lass. Lylas. Bye, Bye. <laughs> Bye. Else. We're gonna yeah. do our California pizza chicken, barbecue chicken. Wait. California <laughs> California <laughs> pizza kitchen. kitchen. Alright, we're rolling. Okay. Should I You start. <clears throat> Give me one sec. All that phlegm from the <laughs> dairy products.